Hello and welcome to another episode of the quest for new inspiration. My name is Katie Gates and as always, I'm here to share a very inspiring guest with you today. Today's guest is Shannon Dunn. She is a international award-winning business and leadership coach, speaker, and author of The Thrive Factor and several other books. She joins me to discuss the evolution of her career as well as her passion for supporting women in their futures. I hope this episode inspires you as much as it's inspired me. Fabulous. So thank you so much for having me. I'm Shannon Dunn, uh, the CEO of Thrive Factor Co., I am a long-term, and I say that because 18 plus years I've been in the space of business coaching and self-leadership coaching and doing you know, coaching work, consultancy work with business owners, majority of them women, incredible women all over the world who are here to make a, a big impact. So I talk about them being incredibly ambitious souls. They know a lot. Like These are the kinds of women that probably know too much for their own good because they don't know what to do with all their knowledge and wisdom. And they really want to make a difference in the world. And that might be on a small scale in their immediate family, local community, or it might be global. And they want to leave a legacy. So they're my kind of people. I love that, you know, women like that of any age that really want to make a difference in the world. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. So what kind of, I guess, started you through this process and how did you make it into, you know, your career? Yeah. So I started uh, from a, a working perspective, Long time ago now, I was a registered nurse. That was my first career. But I, you know, spent a lot of time traveling in those first few years of being a nurse, which was my objective, was to travel as much as I could. And then when I settled back in Perth in Australia, where I'm based on the here on the west coast of Australia, I ended up in a corporate health, like private health sector area and spent, you know, a decade in the corporate space. So I expanded my knowledge from a business perspective around lots of different roles. But I also knew that I was not going to always be an employee. I grew up with uh, family members who had their own businesses. So I'd seen both my grandmothers, for example, own their own businesses and knew that that, you know, as a woman, that that was possible. So it was kind of like the corporate thing was my opportunity to study and do lots of, like I did a couple of additional qualifications over the course of kind of the decade I spent in that space, preparing myself to launch into small business but also not really fully knowing what's gonna, what it was going to be like as an entrepreneur <laughs> until you're in it, right? You don't really yes. know. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, as I said, you know, 18 plus years I've been in my own business now and um, wouldn't go back. Just like I couldn't ever imagine being a full-time or even part-time employee of anybody ever again. Yeah, I, I definitely will. I'm still in the middle of that like little transition between my, you know, full-time in my podcast or full-time outside of the corporate world, but I can relate to that drive in seeing my grandmother and my mom do the same exact thing. I love it. See? It's so motivational, isn't it? When you see incredible women around you doing something that is hopefully inspiring for them and motivating and energizing, even though it's hard, like being a business owner, it takes a lot of effort and energy and time and financial resource but it's so rewarding well I find it the most one of the most rewarding things definitely more rewarding than being an employee yes well with you guys I guess talking to all these I guess, inspirational women throughout your day-to-day -day life what are kind of I guess it's kind of a harder question for you especially but who are some people that kind of come to top of mind when you think of just straight inspiration 
oh, goodness me, that is a tricky question <laughs> because there are so many and I've come across so many different women from, you know, women that I meet locally that are, you know, maybe mums juggling the the mum and the business life and but so determined to really make a difference through to, you know, our, if it, you, oh God, I can't even think, like names aren't even coming to me right now because there's so many incredible women out there in the world to look to for inspiration. And instead of necessarily focusing in on being inspired by, you know, a, a few women, I just like to really connect with everyday woman who often doesn't think she's an inspiration. Yes. Yeah. And it's that tenacity and drive that they've got that I think is actually often more motivating than the big names in their the business space or leadership space that we all around the world would recognize. Yeah, they've done incredible things. And I, I know that they've started in their kind of small space at some point in time. But I think for the majority of us kind of carving our space in the world, yes, they're motivational. Yes, they're inspirational, but they're so far removed from where we're at right now mm-hmm. that it's hard to relate to them. Whereas if you can see a woman or connect with a, another you know, amazing woman that's you know a handful of steps ahead of you, you can go, yeah, I can do that. Like if I, I've seen her do that, I ah. could do that my way too. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like Murray Folio comes to mind, like she's incredible. But she's kind of so far out of the realm of what's possible for a lot of us. Yes, that's our beliefs and our reality is definitely influencing that. Yeah. But, you know, let's just go for someone who's a few steps ahead of us and use them as, uh, you know, a bit more relatable, um, but use them as a, a guidance of system or a real, you know, someone to look look up to, someone to reach out to because they're more likely to be able to have a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, that was you one know, of the main like, points of is. like, yeah, that was one of the main points of this podcast and how it started just because I, while I love Brene Brown and like literally oh. read every single one of her books, like front to cover, she's so inspiring that I feel like it's so unattainable and unrelatable, but it is at the same time, but I'm like, okay, how do I get there? So I love that. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. So cool. Like, you know, a few years ago, I was a keynote, opening keynote speaker for an event in Fiji. Uh, it was actually early 2020 before, you know, things changed in the world and we were, we were able to travel more freely. And uh, it was just such an incredible thing to be there in that space with women from all over the world. But Liz Gilbert, you know, author of Eat, Pray, Love and lots of other cool books and, you know, friends with Brene and all of those fabulous yeah. people, particularly over there in, in North America, she was the, the kind of the key speaker. I never imagined in my life, being where I am on the west coast of, of Australia, that I would ever meet her in person. And yet I got to spend time with her across a whole week. Yeah. That was, you know, but you, so it can happen, but you, I guess you never know when it could happen. Yeah. So, you That's, know. Wow. You know. I'm like kind of like celebrity shock from like afar. <laughs> cool. What is something I know that you said you grew up with, I guess, these very inspirational women throughout your entire life, but what is something you could go back and tell yourself, whether it be right after college or just your younger self advice for looking forward? This is an easy one because I, well, I've been asked this question a lot on different podcasts and in different places. And I've also shared it on my own podcast. Like what, what would we, you know, what could you tell you or would you tell yourself if you could go back? and it's something that I talk a lot about with my clients and really try to honor for myself. And it's to find ways to 
kind of quieten all the noise that's around us. Like the world is a noisy place. And I, I don't um, think I know that when you head into the entrepreneur space, any space, but that definitely felt like it went up a volume, like a massive volume. <laughs> yeah. There's so much, you know, you go into social media and like how much information is kind of being thrown at you. And like immediately it's a intense onslaught of things to comprehend and process and so many loud voices out there telling you things that you should do, must do, have to do, or sharing things like this is the only way or if you don't do this, this will never happen. Well, that's their lived experience. It's not going to be yours necessarily. And that really frustrates me a lot in this space of moving from, you know, career into corporate and so career and corporate into, you know, self-business or self-employment, um, being in that entrepreneur and that business space. And you don't necessarily have any business expertise or experience at that point in time. So, of course, you're going to go out and want to learn from others that are doing what you want to do. But you can get so confused by the different voices that are being shared that you disconnect from your own wisdom and your own knowing. So, as I say, find times that you can drown out the busyness of the noise all around you and stay really connected to your own voice, your own dream, your own vision, your way of doing things and build your relationship with trusting that. Like that's what I wish I would, my younger self knew. <laughs> um, I've worked it out, you know, I think probably quite early on in my you know, business journey, but, and I don't regret the time leading up to learning that and then really feeling into how to commit to that. But at the same time, over the years, since realizing that sticking in my own lane was the best way to do anything, I've had lots of feedback, I should say, like, you know, in inverted commas, from various, you know, coaches, mentors, people going, oh, you must, again, you must be doing this, you have to do this, or if you don't do this, you'll never get to, you know, whatever thing that you're focusing on, whether it's a, a goal of working with a certain type or a number of clients or is earning a certain income or profitability, which I think is far more important than your income. Um, and it's like, no, but that doesn't, I know that that's not right for me. Everything in my like physical self and my emotional self is feeling repelled by that. And it's not because I have a mindset block. You know, I, I know literally my, myself is going, no, that's not right for me. That's your yeah, path. That's yeah. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Yeah. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit more about um, your books. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So probably the, the book that I'm most known for is called The Thrive Factor, and then the subtitle is Unlock Your Effortless Success Zone. And it, The Thrive Factor is actually, it's a framework of 12 unique archetypes, self-leadership archetypes that I created for women back in 2009. So I was 14 years old this year. and the framework has two parts to it. There is a profiling experience with the archetypes, whereas an individual, you can come in and you can take the online assessment, get to know what your archetypes are. And of the 12, you'll have between three and six because, you know, we're not just one. We're not linear. We're not, you know, we've got complexity as human beings. We have a lot of different parts of us that are, are you know, always, you know, there in making up who we are. And then the other part of the framework is the coaching methodology that I am ever evolving and expanding around how to actually use the archetype to put yourself in the space of self-leadership and then how that can influence your life, your career, your business, depending on what, you know, what your main focus is or whether you're, you know, you're um, working or you're self-employed. Uh, this 
I don't know if you know much about archetypes. I mean, yeah. It's a more common word these days. Yeah, a lot of people know what an archetype is. Uh, a lot of people get confused about what archetypes are, but they show up in lots of different ways. But the way that I look at them and the way that I work with the 12 Thrive Factor archetypes, it's about tapping into your personal psychology, like who you are. And now that this framework is 14 years old, I talk about it more in terms of it's reliable, like we can rely on it. And it's not just from my experience using it with clients all over the world. I also have a self-leadership coaching certification using the Thrive Factor Framework. So I have coaches out there in the world using this with their own clients. For me, my clients are mostly women in business. For them, their clients are not necessarily. In fact, I'm the only business coach, if you like, in our kind of cohort of coaches, Thrive Factor coaches. So the other ladies using this as a part of their business are not necessarily working with business owners at all. So we've got lots of not anecdotal evidence, but proven, you know, evidence, information, feedback, whole lots of incredible things that we can use to back up the reliability of this understanding of who you are. So that's the Thrive Factor. And then I had another book came out, that came out in 20, early 2019. And then uh, beginning of 2022, I published a book called Braggadacious, which is a word I made up. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the art of self-celebration. And I'm a big one for women, particularly celebrating themselves more, not waiting to the big milestones or winning an award or something like that, but the day-to-day things. For some of us, just getting up every day is worth celebrating. You know, the fact you have a roof over your head, that you have fresh water to drink, you know, that because there's so many people in parts of the world that don't have those basic needs or necessities actually met. The fact that you, if you are self-employed, that you're able to be self-employed and earn an income and those kind of things. So I think we underestimate the value and the role of celebration. And so I wrote this book called Braggadacious and then it goes through, it's like a 12-month journey where irrelevant of what your Thrive Factor archetypes could be, each month we focus on one archetype as a theme to give us some inspiration and motivation around celebration. So they're the kind kind of my two main books. I have published other books. Most are no longer in print because they have been superseded by those two. You're shining stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I, I love it. Um, I've actually looked into both of them and I've read uh, Thrive Factors. So I am a full-fledged fan. Um, so I was very excited to talk to you yeah. today. Um, but do you have any kind of like last minute advice to kind of share for any of our listeners today? Yeah, I'd like to talk just for a moment about... The role of wisdom for a woman. I think we hear a lot about when you get older, that you can, you know, you're the wise woman, that kind of thing. But I think the role of wisdom and the ability to access wisdom is underestimated for younger women. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. You, we all have incredible ability to tap into our wisdom. It's part of being female. It's not that men don't have wisdom, but I think we have it in such a different way. And some time ago, because I talk about wisdom a lot, I decided to really kind of define where wisdom comes from, where we tap into it, where it is in, in within us. And I looked at it, I don't know if you think like of a Venn diagram, you know, where you've got circles and they all intersect and where the middle is. So wisdom is in the middle of what I would think of your lived experience, your learned experience, all the learning we've done, the qualifications we have, those kind of things. And then our intuition. That's where we find wisdom in the center of all of that. And I think 
making some time on a regular basis to commit to tapping into that wisdom. It goes along with that listening to yourself, right, and kind of not ignoring the other voices and all the noise, but being able to drown that out when it's too much or it's you know it's not right for you and go back into that space of your wisdom is going to give you more confidence, is going to build your ability to trust yourself, to trust others, to trust the universe, to stay committed to what your vision is or your path and to find in those times where things are tough, when they're hard, when we're, like you said, you're in the middle of that, making the decision about, you know, where where am I going to be? Am I staying in corporate? Am I moving into business full-time? You know, when we've got all of those things going on, on around us, that can often be a time of overwhelm, of confusion, of uncertainty. We second guess ourselves, even if we're usually quite confident and clear about what we want. But when we can use our wisdom to guide us, I feel like we are on the right path to honoring ourselves and what we're here to do and the purpose we're here to create, the legacy we're here to create. That's amazing. Well, if anybody wants to learn more about you, check out your podcast or even get a hold of your books, where can they go? So probably the best place to come and connect with me, my favorite social media platform is Instagram. So to head there, it's Shannon underscore The Thrive Factor. And then my website, thrivefactorco.com. And my podcast is She Leads, She Thrives. So very easy to find. It's on about 14 different podcast platforms. It's it's coming up like we're uh, chatting today and it's a sort of latter part of September. She Leads, She Thrives is one in the beginning of October. So my third podcast, but I'm very excited to have that platform, uh, like I can tell how much you love podcasting, that platform just to share the voices of women. So, yeah, I'd love to reach out. And if someone does reach out, please tell me that you connected by listening to Katie and I today so that I can, you know, reference back to our conversation. I'd love to know. I always love to know where I where people find me from. Yes, yeah. I, I have to honestly give you props. You are the only podcast that I um, regularly listen to outside of the true crime drama and <laughs> comedy podcast. So <laughs> my mom would be very proud because I've gotten, while I work on all these like normal podcasts, I only listen to like true crime or like Bravo yeah. podcast. But other than yours, I'm super honored to have yours wow. on my subscribe list. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. But is it? I found that interesting too. That sometimes when you're in a certain space, you don't necessarily listen to podcasts in that area because you. I know for me, I just wanted to kind of tune out some of those, you know, right. voices and yes, yeah, right, yeah. Right. It's a totally different mindset. Just like listening to podcasts when you actually want to soak up the information versus just like tune it out yeah cool thank you so much for reaching out though inviting me to come and chat to you today this has been lots of fun yes thank you so much i will be sure to put everything in the show notes below and that is it for this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in every listen truly does mean the world to me i really hope this episode leaves you with a little bit of a positive mindset going throughout your day and if this episode inspired you at all share it with a friend and keep the inspiration going as always make sure you tune in next week for some more inspiration